Hello, everybody. This is Steve Hutto with Harvest Celebration Ministries and the Missions Community. This is part two of Growing Up in Christ. And uh, before I get into this, let me just give you a quick review of some of the things we talked about. We, we looked at John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8, about abiding in the vine and about the fact that fruit is the sign of maturity. And I also said that God's number one purpose for every believer is that we grow up in Christ. You cannot fulfill your individual calling, which everybody has, without growing up in Christ. Yes, it is a process. We go from one level to the next, but we should be growing in Christ. We should be maturing in Christ. If you're the same in your level of maturity today as you were, say, a year ago, then you're not growing. And if you're a leader in the church or in the body of Christ, you cannot be an effective Christian leader without maturing. Remember, maturing is all about bearing fruit. And I talked about this. This is, uh, was also in part one, that the purpose of a seed is to bear fruit. We looked at Luke chapter 13, verses 6 through 9. You know, the purpose of a tomato plant is to produce tomatoes. And if a tomato plant does not produce tomatoes, then that tomato plant and the seed, starting with the seed, is not fulfilling its purpose. And in the same way, when you and I do not bear fruit, which brings glory to God, then we're not fulfilling God's purpose for us. And this was a strong statement, but if you, if you listen carefully, you'll understand what I'm talking about, is that if we're not bearing fruit for God, if we're not bearing fruit for Jesus by maturing, then we're useless to Him. It doesn't mean He wants to throw us away or it doesn't love us anymore or anything close to that. It just means that we're not useful to Him. Now, I don't know about you, But I truly desire to be useful to the Master. And in order for you and me to bear fruit and bring glory to God and grow in Him, we have to, or in other words, let me back that up, in order for us to be useful to Him bearing fruit, we have to be growing up in Jesus. And when we abide in Jesus and He abides in us, then we're literally living for Him in everything we do. Our desire is to please Him in everything. And listen carefully. We're not there yet. We're not perfect in this. But our desire, this is hunger, should always want to be that we grow, that we draw closer to Jesus and that we grow in Him, and we should not desire that we just reach a certain point and we never grow again. Because, again, that's not bearing fruit and thus not glorifying God. And Jesus also said in John chapter 15 that if we are bearing fruit, we're proving also that we're truly followers of Him. Now, let's talk about part two of growing up in Christ. I want to go to Mark chapter 4, verse 1, and we're going to look at the parable of the sower and the seed. Mark 4, 1, He, Jesus, began to teach again by the sea, and a very large crowd gathered to Him, So that he got into the boat in the sea and sat down, and the whole crowd was by the sea on the land. And he was teaching them with many things in parables, and was saying to them in his teaching, Listen to this. Behold, the sower went out to sow. 
And as he was sowing, some seed fell beside the road, and the birds of the air came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground where it had not, uh, didn't have much soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. And after the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Other seeds fell into the good soil, and as they grew up, watch that, they grew up and increased, that's what God wants for us, they yielded a crop and produced some thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. And Jesus was saying, He who has ears to hear, let him hear the parable of the sower. <clears throat> now, Jesus used natural examples to explain spiritual truths. He did that throughout the Bible. In this case, sowing and uh, growing and reaping. Jesus used farming techniques here and how crops grow to illustrate how we need to grow to maturity and bear fruit. And of course, the purpose of planting a seed is what? To grow to maturity and yield fruit. If a crop does not yield fruit, it changes nothing because it's not changing. So this sower goes out to, to sow, and as Jesus said, some of the seeds fell on the roadside, fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. You do realize this, that birds like seeds. I mean, birds eat seeds. When you go to buy food for birds to feed them, you buy seeds for the most part. They love seeds. And these seeds that fell by the road... They, they uh, produce no fruit because they were never planted in the ground. And you know, you've got you to gotta plant a seed in the ground for it to even to grow. Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, in other words, it's planted, it bears no fruit. Nothing happens to it. So these seeds, therefore, never fulfill the purpose of the sower. Think about that. Now it said some other seeds fell on the rocky ground where there was not much soil, just a whole bunch of rocks. Because the soil was shallow, they came up immediately. But then when it got hot, these plants withered away because they were not rooted in the ground. You see, the purpose of the seed is to grow up and bear fruit to maturity. And it, it has to have the soil, the proper soil and the nutrients in order to do that. But if that seed is not rooted in the proper soil, it will never grow to maturity. Now, these seeds also, again, produce no fruit, even though they were planted in the ground, sort of in the ground. They never fulfill the purpose of the sower. Still other seeds fell into the thorns, Jesus said, and the thorns choked out the crop, and it yielded no fruit. These seeds also produce no fruit, and even came up, I mean, even though it came up, you know, the seeds, the plants were choked out, so there was no fruit produced there. Notice in, the, in all three of the first examples, there is no fruit produced. This third group, these seeds also, like the first two, never fulfill the purpose of the sower. And of course, that is to bear fruit. Then there's the fourth scenario, <clears throat> the fourth soil, if you will, the good soil. So some of these seeds fell into the good soil. They grew up and they increased. Again, this is crucial. They grew up and they increased. 
They bore fruit, some 30 times, some 60 times, and some a hundredfold. These seeds grew to complete maturity. They produced fruit. They fulfilled the purpose of the sower. So we can see from this natural example using natural seeds that in the first three scenarios, seeds in some shape, form, or or fashion were planted, but they never grew up, they never produced fruit, and they never fulfilled the purpose of the sower or the seed. Now, the seeds that fell into the good soil, they did grow up. One out of four. The fourth, they grew to complete maturity. They produced fruit, and they fulfilled the purpose of the sower. In John 15, 8 again, Jesus said, My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. When will we get it, church, that it's not about acquiescing, it's not about status status quo, it's about bearing fruit for Jesus. You know, there's no such thing as being effective for, for, uh, for Jesus if we're not growing in Him. If we're not healthy, we're not growing. If we're not growing, we'll never bear fruit. And if we don't bear fruit, we're not going to glorify Jesus. But flip that around. If we are, we will glorify Jesus. God's purpose for you and for me is to grow to maturity and bear fruit. This glorifies Him. And Jesus said this, that in order for us to understand all parables, we must first understand the parable of the sower. Now think about that. If you understand the parable of the sower, you will understand that you need to mature in Jesus, and then you'll understand that as you mature in Jesus, you begin to understand what Jesus says to you because you're growing in Him. You're not growing in the world. You're not growing further away from Him. And you're not status quo, you're not acquiescing, you're just not hanging on into mediocrity, but you're growing in Jesus. And again, as you grow, you understand all of the parables because of maturity. Man, that's good stuff. Again, when you understand this parable, you're maturing and you're bearing fruit. Now, Jesus continues as he explains this parable over in verse 13 of Mark chapter 4. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How will you understand all the parables? Here we go. The sower sows the word. These are the ones who are beside the road where the word was sown. And when they hear, immediately Satan comes and he takes away the word which has been sown in them. And in a similar way, these are the ones on whom seed was sown on the rocky places who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no firm root in themselves. Not good. They're only temporary. Then when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones on whom seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word, but the worries of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it, the word, becomes unfruitful, or actually the seed becomes unfruitful. Not good. But then here's the last scenario in Mark 4.20, And those are the ones on whom seed was sown on the good soil, and they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit, some thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. 
So who is the sower here when Jesus explains the parable? It's Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit as well, His agent in the earth. Jesus said, When the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, when He comes, or excuse me, He said, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all that I said to you. That's John 14, 26. So the sower is also the Holy Spirit. In John 16, 13, Jesus said, But when He, the Spirit of truth, speaking of the Holy Spirit, when He comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For He will not speak on His own initiative, but whatever He hears, He will speak and will disclose to you what is to come. He is the one that sows the seed. He is the one that waters as well. And if we have a relationship with Jesus and, and, and we allow the, the uh, place for the Holy Spirit in our life, we will grow because He will water the Word and nourish and cultivate our hearts. The Word is the seed. When the seed is planting, planted, the maturing process begins. Now there was the seed that fell on the side of the road. Remember, Jesus said, these are, are, are fell on the side of the road where the word is sown, and when they hear, these people hear the word, but Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that's been sown in them. These seeds are the word, and they're part of the sowing process. These people hear the word, but their heart is hard. You see, And see, in our country and in our culture, we have an abundance of the Word of God. Every home has a multitude of Bibles. The Word is preached and taught on television, radio, on the Internet, all over the place. We have no shortage of the Word of God, but we, are, we have such an abundance of the Word of God that many people hear it and hear it and hear it, but it just bounces off because their heart is hard. And because it's just kind of laying around, floating around there, you know, kind of like protons and electrons around a neutron, floating around this person, Satan comes before it can go into the heart, and he steals the word that has been sown already. These seeds of God's word never grow to maturity, and they never bear fruit for God's glory. Therefore, this person never grows to maturity, and they never bear fruit for the glory of God, and ever prove that they're God's disciple. There's no fruit in their life that they are followers of Jesus. You may know people like that. You may be one. These seeds never sprouted forth into salvation. This person, I believe, is not saved. But remember, faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now there's the second scenario here. In Mark chapter 4, verses 16 and 17, in a similar way, kind of like the first one, here's some where the seed was sown, but they had a lot of rocks in their heart. And when they hear the word, immediately they receive it with joy. And I believe that they are honest. They truthfully receive it with joy. But they have no firm root in themselves. In other words, they're not rooted in the word, and the word's not rooted in them. Maybe they don't read the Word, or maybe they don't study the Word. They haven't learned to pray and confess the Word of God. Listen, my friend, God's Word works. Whatever it says it will do, it will do. 
The Word of God, according to Hebrews uh, 4.12, it says, uh, The Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both the joints and the marrow and able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. I mean, the Word of God covers body, soul, spirit, mind, will, and, and emotions. It divides the flesh, bones, and marrow. I mean, it heals people of diseases. The Word of God works. These are partially hardened hearts. Perhaps they're just super immature. They could be a babe in Christ. They got saved uh, you know, within six months. Or they're so immature, and they've been with the Lord for 50 years, but they're still a baby in Christ, which is kind of a... It's kind of a freak, you know, when someone's 50 years old and they still act like a baby and they go around with a pacifier in their mouth. But the bottom line is they have a partially hardened heart. They receive the Word, but they do not let the Word... They don't deal with issues in the heart that's causing the seed not to be implanted in, the, in their heart, to be rooted in their heart. The key, of course is that they have no firm root in themselves. And again, it makes them very immature. And in Mark 4, verses 18 and 19, others are ones on whom seed was sown among the thorns. It was sown among the thorns. They've heard the word. And I could imagine this type of a person has been around for quite a while, and they're there every Sunday. They're involved in everything, but they never change. <laughs> they, they don't deal with certain issues, but... They're so caught up in the worries of this world. They haven't learned to trust the Word of God. They can't trust God because they're not sowing the Word of God about trust and God's faithfulness into their hearts. And also the deceitfulness of riches. Perhaps they're just hung up. They, well, For whatever reason, they, they just don't feel like they're ever going to have enough money. And then the desires for other things. This is probably the biggest category. Just other things. Whether it's uh, entertainment, things the world has to offer, uh, sports, I mean, all kinds of things, all kinds of things uh, uh, that the world offers, we can desire, and they're not sinfully or morally bad, but they're other things other than hungering and thirsting after Jesus. This kind of stuff enters in and chokes the Word, and the Word becomes unfruitful. But then, the Scripture tells us that there are those seeds that were sown in the good soil. Now listen, the Bible never says this seed was sown in the perfect soil. It never says that it was sown in the flawless soil. But it was sown in the good soil. What is good soil? Good soil is a heart that surrendered to Jesus. And, and I'll have to say, I know that my heart, even though it's not perfect, is good soil because of the way I got saved. I was in a crisis in my life, and I found myself at the bottom of the barrel, the end of my rope, totally helpless to do what uh, I wanted to happen in my life. And uh, I had no choice. I could either take my life or give my life to Jesus. That's how low I was. And because a person had been witnessing to me for eight months, I decided to call him and went to his house, and he led me to Jesus. I said, look, 
I want everything God has for me and everything that God wants to give me today, everything that I can handle. I was so hungry. He filled me with the Holy Spirit that day as well, and my life has never been the same. Now, that began a process of maturity in which God reveals things along the way that I need to deal with. Some were harder to deal with with others, but because I had a hunger to want to please God, and I wanted to uh, receive the Word of God. God gave me a hunger for His Word. I started sowing the Word of God in my heart, and I started growing. This is not bragging. This is just my personal experience that the Word does work. I've seen miracles and healings, signs and wonders. I've seen people come to know Jesus because they receive the Word of salvation, the gospel of Jesus. The Word of God works. And the more you go to Him, the more you spend time with Him and pray to Him and worship and praise Him. And by, you know, spirit to spirit, in spirit and truth, you, you, you hang out with Him, the more He begins to change you from the inside out. But at the same time, we have to put the Word of God in us, and the Word begins to, to sprout forth, and we begin to, begin to grow in that area. He begins to give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding and discretion, discernment and all kinds of thing, things that allow us to understand the Word of God as we grow. And remember, as we grow and understand this parable, which simply says we need to grow up in Jesus and bear fruit, if we understand what's going on and how to put the Word in us, then we'll begin to understand all the parables. And I still love, I mean, it's 40-something years later. I still, just this morning, I sat down and I read the Word of God and I could feel by the Spirit that, that uh, I was feeding my spirit. And instead of feeding it the world or other things or the deceitfulness of riches or um, the desires for other things or the worry of this world, you know, I feed it the Word of God and hang out with God and... Uh, and it's it's great. You you grow in the Lord. There are things I know about myself now that I knew about them, say, 30 years ago. But I didn't know what to do about them. But as I grew in God, He helped me. And as I grew in Jesus with the Word and planting the seed of the Word in me, He began to change me from the inside out. So what am I saying through all of this? You know, we're talking about growing to maturity in Christ. In Jesus, growing up, not remaining a baby, or maybe you're an adolescent, maybe you're a teenager, not remaining those, but continuing to grow to maturity. Because Philippians 1 6 says, He who began a good work in you will complete it till the day of Jesus, Jesus Christ. And the thing is, we have to allow Him to do that. We have to do what He says. We have to feed on His Word, and He will work in us. It's not something, believe me, that's just automatic and you do whatever you want to and you say, oh, Jesus is working in me, so I don't have to worry about it. No, we have a part to do, too. James said, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. We talked about on the first session, abide in the vine, abide in Jesus, Jesus said, and I will abide in you. We have a part to do. Listen, my friend, our part is to pursue him. Our part is to, to pursue Him. If that sounds too religious to you, or if it sounds like too much of a price to pay, check your heart first to make sure you're saved, and then begin to ask God to change your heart. 
because we are on this earth to pursue Jesus as we do through the Word and through prayer and through building our relationship with Him, we grow, we bear fruit, we glorify Jesus, and we fulfill our purpose. Now, I said this in the first session, and I'm going to say it again in this one. Everybody has a, has a personal calling and a personal purpose. Again, we're, we make up one body, this body of Christ, but we're many members, and we're members of one another. We have different functions. You have different functions than I do. But our number one purpose that's the same across the board is that we grow up in Christ, we mature in Him and bear fruit so that He can use us to fulfill our calling and our purpose. You know, some people are praying, Oh God, what's your purpose for me in this life? Or, I know my purpose, but how are you ever going to make it happen? Just grow. Just grow. Present yourselves to God as a living and holy sacrifice. Grow. Feed on the Word. Pray. Praise and worship. <laughs> it's, it's simple, but bottom line is, this is what I'm saying, pursue Him. This is what we need in these last days, my friend. We need uh, Christians that regardless of what Hollywood says, regardless of what political correctness says, will stand on the Word, confess it and pray it, live it, and just keep moving forward in Jesus. And supernaturally, He will open doors. He will supernaturally protect and deliver from anything the enemy tries to do. But we can't back down and say, oh, I don't want to be persecuted. I don't, I don't want to be rejected by my friends because I'm a little bit too over the top with this Jesus thing. No, we have to pursue Jesus if you want to grow in Him, if you want to bring Him glory by bearing fruit, and again, if you want your purpose to be fulfilled in this life. I'm speaking to somebody right now that God has got incredible stuff planned for you, man. <laughs> He's got incredible, an incredible purpose for you. And you want to see God fulfill it in you. Well, I want to tell you, you need to stand up. You need to stand up. You've been sitting down too long. You've been kind of camouflaged in the deceitfulness of riches and the cares of the world and the desire for others. You need to stand up and just go after Jesus. Don't worry about anything else. Matthew 6, 33. Six, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all the other stuff will be handled. It'll be taken care of. It'll be added unto you. So may you be encouraged by this teaching to grow up in Jesus. We need maturity among Christians in these last days. That's what's going to produce revival. That's what's going to change hearts. We need Christians to stand up and move forward in their calling and in their purpose as they mature in Jesus Christ, grow up and bear fruit. Thank you so much for joining my podcast today and listening. You have a very blessed day. And we'll see you next time.